Amen. That's why I love that song. Let all the people praise him. That's what we need to do. Let all the people praise him. For where there's praises, his presence is there. Where there's praises, his presence is there. And his peace is there. Amen. Saints of God, turn with me in your Bibles to Mark, the fourth chapter. Thank God for the word. Mark the fourth chapter and also get Joshua the tenth chapter. Again, Mark the fourth chapter and Joshua the tenth chapter. Amen. There was there is a word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. For those of you who take your notes so you can study them during the week. Amen. Changing our subject today. Amen. Trust in the Lord. What I'm asking you to say, you're going to be glad about. Say, I am a part of the Joshua generation. Amen. That's your new subject, the Joshua generation. The Joshua generation. Your thought for today, are my words undermining my faith? Again, your thoughts are my words undermining my faith. Amen. Because, you know, we can say we have faith, but the very words we speak could be undermining the faith that we say we have. For our words might not necessarily be in line with what our faith is believing God for. So when we have faith, we have to speak in faith, think in faith, walk in faith, because faith is a walk. Faith has a special way of talking. Faith has a way that it thinks. It does not linger nor entertain negativity. It does not entertain gloom and doom. Faith thinking is not pessimistic. It is very optimistic. And it is full of, full of confidence and reliance on God. And faith's focus is God's word. So your faith is going to bring you out. But are my words undermining my faith? I'm saying, God, I believe you for the building that we are getting. I believe you and I thank you for the money that we have for the building. After saying that, I can't start crying because banks are turning us down. 
I can't get discouraged because the application didn't go through. I have to speak the same way in faith in spite of all the obstacles and stumbling blocks that seemingly stand in my way. Now, remember, that's a big word, seemingly. Because whenever you're trying to believe God, the devil will always make you to believe that what you're believing God for is impossible. That is way beyond God's intellect or way beyond his ability to do. Because he wants you in his power. But see, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. God moves upon your faith. Where there's no faith, listen to this very carefully, where there's no faith, God can't move. I'm sorry if you've been taught otherwise. Where there's no faith, God can't move. So, again, thought, are my words undermining my faith? I am a part of the Joshua generation. Are my words undermining my faith? I got to check that. The challenge to decree and declare in the air. To decree and declare in the air. I speak it. I see it, I believe it, I shout now. Y'all didn't hear? The wall had not fallen first. They shouted. So, yeah, y'all don't, don't want to hear that. Y'all not trying to hear me. The wall did not fall first. They shouted first. Then... The miracle happened. The praise, then the result. The cause, then the effect. The action, then God's reaction. The wall fell. Many times, God had Israel, before they even walked in the battle, shout. When they shouted, they shouted in the air. There's a cause to this. There's a reason for it. When you shout in praise, you confuse the enemy. Because... You scare him because your shout unto God in faith goes beyond the natural realm into the spiritual realm and disturbs the enemy but brings God glory and moves him on his throne because God inhabits the praises of his people. And he loves praise. And where there's praise, his presence is there. Where there's praise unto him, 
There's the peace of God, which passes all understanding, which shall guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus when there's praise. So, again, the Joshua generation, your subject, your topic, are my words undermining my faith, to challenge, your challenge to decree and declare in the air. Amen. Stand with me if you have Mark, the fourth chapter. Amen. Mark, the fourth chapter. We're going to begin at the 37th verse. Amen. Are you ready? Amen. We're going to begin at the 37th verse. We're going to read together. Amen? Amen. On the count of three, let's read together. Three. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. <laughs> and they awake him, and saith unto him, Master, careth now not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there were a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? You may be seated. What manner of man is this, that even the sea and the wind obey him? Amen. Your topic for today, I will possess the land. I will possess the land. We're not just speaking of the land in the natural. For many of you, it might be. I know for us as a church, it is. I will possess the land. For many of you, the land that you may need to possess is your mind. It may be your heart that you have given to something else that you need to take back so that you can let God sit on the throne and throw down, throw down the imitation queen, a king, or the fake king that you allowed to sit on the throne. Overthrow him and then let the king of kings the Lord of Lords, sit on the throne. For some of you, your land may be peace because you know that you've been living in chaos and entertaining chaos. For some of you, the land that you may need may be your joy because the devil has done everything he can do to stop you from being joyful. For some of you, the land that you may need to conquer may be your past 
You may need to understand that I can't get rid of my past. I can't stop the memories, but I can have power and authority over them so that my past don't hinder my future. Some of us may need to understand that we need to take back our land of kindness because there's somebody around us that we have been purposely unkind to. Some of us may need to take back our land purity because of being lustful in our minds. Or if you, or if you have been dealing or, or messing in something that, that, that's not in marriage, you may need that land to be conquered. There's all types of land that needs to be conquered that you need to say, I will possess. I will possess the land. I'm taking it back because the enemy took it from me and it does not belong to him. For God has given me authority to take the land back. And I got news for you. He's even given me authority to take control of the air. Because demon spirits patrol our atmosphere and our earth. And they're always looking to see who can they snatch, who can they pull down, who can they get to doubt, who can they make disappointed or discouraged, who can they bring into a state of depression. How can I work in your life to get you deceived? Can I sneak a Jezebel spirit in your life? Mm. Can I bring something in your life that's not supposed to be there? See, that's why we got to be on guard. That's why we got to be watchful. Watch as well as pray. For if we be watchful, a lot of the things that we've got ourselves into or will get ourselves into, we wouldn't get into if we watch. Tell somebody, I got to watch. Say it again. I got to learn to watch. So as we go to this scripture in the book of Joshua, the 10th chapter, and I'm going to be reading and teaching on it as I read, but I need you to understand the focus of this story. The focus of this story is a man named Joshua. Joshua was the successor of Moses. He was a great leader, but I need you to understand that before Joshua could become a leader, Joshua learned to follow. See, because everybody wants to be chief, but nobody wants to be an Indian. There's got to be some Indians in the tribe. Everybody can't be a chief. And let me tell you something. If everybody becomes a chief, then everybody is an Indian because nobody's in charge. We must learn to follow before we can lead. It's very important that we understand this. Some of y'all want to be the president of a company, but you haven't even learned to take orders. You don't do well with authority. 
I'm going to tell you right now, and I know I got some people in here who's, who's about to get married or who are in relationships. Let me tell you something right now. If you don't understand the word subjection or submission, back up. You better understand what it means to subject and submit. You better understand what it means to love and to honor. Because a lot of times what we are doing, we are walking into things, but we need to understand what we are getting into. Don't sign the contract and you didn't read it. Read that fine print. Get a magnifying glass and read it. I know it's a nuisance, but get the glass and read it. Make it bigger. Read it. Understand what you're walking into. You just can't walk into something blindly. For you will damage yourself and whoever it is, whoever it is that you're getting ready to get with. And then you'll give them more baggage than what they had before. Brother John, close that door for me. You'll give yourself and give the other more baggage than you had before. Say, say this with me. I don't need more baggage. Come on now. Come on now. You better thank the Lord that he done took some of your stuff out the bags and done got rid of some of that garbage that you were carrying. Some of you were dragging trunks, but when Jesus stepped in, he turned it around and at least just gave you a duffel bag to carry. I'd rather carry a duffel bag than pull a trunk. The name on the trunk says mess. Release it so that God can give you something lighter to carry. You know what he, you know what he said? I want to give you my burden. My burden is my word. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Be yoked to me because I won't pull you till you die. We'll work at your pace. Listen, as long as there's some momentum. You see that? God works in, at your pace. As long as you got some momentum, if you're not just standing there doing nothing, the worst thing to ever do is to find yourself working and just see somebody on the side just standing there. I'd be like, well, why are you here? What's your purpose? Go home. I don't want to see you standing there and I'm working. No, get, get to moving. Do something. Make a motion, something. Act like you want to help me. Hmm. The Lord will work with you as long as you got it in your heart to work and to do something. He sees your intention. Even God knows even when you make a mistake, he knows whether you intended or not to make that mistake. Let it not be, let the mistake no, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Because it's not a mistake if it's premeditated. It's, it's intentional. That was on purpose. See, but the mistake, God will give you that and allow you to go forward after the mistake. 
but you got to get momentum. Amen? Amen. See, we want to get somewhere, but if you want to get somewhere, you got to start walking. You can't just stand there and say, I'm going somewhere. You ain't going nowhere if you're just standing there. You got to walk. And as you begin to walk and pick up momentum, you get to where you're going. But it's got to start with a walk. Tell somebody, I want to walk. You can't crawl all your life. In this book here, the man was studying Joshua. In the Hebrew... Our Lord's name is different from in the Greek. In the Greek, it's Jesus. But when you come to the Hebrew language, the name Jesus changes to Joshua. And the name Joshua means the same as the name Jesus. The Lord saves. So basically what your subject is always saying to you is this is the generation that the Lord saves. That's what it says. This is the generation that the Lord saves. Joshua, the 10th chapter, beginning at the first verse, bear with me because I got a lot of these Hebrew names in here and places. Now it came to pass when Adon Zedek, King of Jerusalem had heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it as he had done to Jericho and her king. So he had done to Ai and her king and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. The Gibeonites made peace. Now, I want you to know that while Joshua was going through the lands that the Lord sent Israel to, he was dealing with a lot of ites. The Amorites, the Hittites, the Hivatites, the, the uh, Canaanites, all these ites that he's dealing with. And I can say that safely that I know some of us are dealing with some ites. Doubtites, faithlessites, naiveite, dealing with a lot of things. I, all kind of mess, all kind of things we deal with on a daily basis that we don't really talk about, but we have to make war against our ites. We can't let them survive. And as God told Joshua, we must kill them all. Now, thank God we don't have to kill no humans, but we can kill the spiritual people who are hindering us in our lives. Yes, I can kill disappointment. I can kill discouragement. Mm -hmm. I can kill all the things that's not like God that the enemy purposely uses. Oh, let me not even put it all on the enemy. Maybe my flesh is trying to use to keep me where I'm at. I can use what God has given me 
Because he has given me the authority, he has given me the power to know my rights so that I can fight these ites and defeat them. Because a lot of the things that's done to me is done to me so that I won't go forward. And the devil always makes what he does look greater than what it really is. Because his power is small. Because once the power of the Lord takes over, you're going to see the devil get on out, pack up, and leave. He'll come in one way, but he's going to flee and split seven ways when the Lord show up. Oh, that's why I was enjoying, I was worshiping in the car when, when that, this lady, I think it was Mary, Mary Alicia, what's her name? Alessi, yes. Said, come, Holy Spirit, come. And I was listening to it, and, and I, as I'm listening to it, I'm saying, come, Holy Spirit. I, yes, I know he's here, but there are some situations in my life where I don't invite him. There are some places in my mind where I don't allow him. I try to keep him out, but I'm saying right now, come, Holy Spirit. Now I'm ready. I'm humble for you to come in this area where I did not let you before. Because some of you in your different areas have put a do not enter sign has put a stop sign, wrong way. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'll come in when you welcome me, when you usher me into the place where I'm needed, I'll come. That's why we can say, come. Come in this place. I didn't let you in before, but I'm ready for you now. Gibeon made a, a pact and made peace with Joshua because they knew they were doomed. They were scared of Israel, not because of Israel, but because of God who had Israel in his hands. And they realized even though they were a bigger nation, if we don't make peace with these people, we're going to be like the other kings that they, that they uh, just destroyed. Or remember, their God brought them through the Red Sea. Now, that was 40 years ago what they remembered. God brought them through the Red Sea. God opened up Jordan because if Rahab knew it, doubtless others knew it. Not only had Jordan opened up, but the wall of Jericho fell flat. See, people don't forget stuff like that. See, let's not be stupid now. Come on now. Ain't none of us in here going to run up on Nate. First thing we think, wait a minute. <laughs> now, I know God is with me, but ain't no sense in me assuming to give my life up that I can do this. So Gibeah said, you know what? Let's just look at all God has done for them so far. You know what? Rather than beat them, let's join them. Why be defeated like everybody else they done ran into? We serve an awesome God. See, the enemy don't want you to know that he's afraid of your God. Demons don't want you to know that at the sound of his name, they tremble. See, that's why you got to pray over your possessions. That's why you got to pray over your house. That's why you got to pray and anoint your husband. He won't come to church, anoint his pillow. 
Anoint his pillow. Anoint the house until he feels the presence and he gets uncomfortable. But you keep praying until God moves on your behalf. Don't give up. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, don't give up. Oh, tell him, be not weary and well-doing, for you will reap if you faint not. Now, if you believe it, clap your hands. Clap your hands if you believe it. Clap your hands. You are not defeated. You are not defeated. You are not defeated. Verse 2, and they feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city. Did y'all hear that? As one of the royal cities. And because it was, a, it was greater than Ai, and the men thereof were mighty. You see that? God brought them low. They bowed down to God. See, and that's what God in the last days is going to make the enemy do before us. He's going to make them bow down before his bride, the church, the body of Christ. He's going to bring our enemies low. Oh, come on. Y'all don't hear what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to erase your debt. He's getting ready to take away your pain. He's getting ready to take away your sorrow. He's getting ready to erase your past. He's going to wipe the tears from your eyes so that you don't cry anymore because you are a part of the Joshua generation, and the Joshua generation cannot be defeated because the Joshua generation is following the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the salvation of the living God. For the Joshua generation is blessed. So they're going to take what belongs to them. Oh, say, I believe it. Wherefore, Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Hoham, the king of Hebron, and unto Piram, the king of Dramath, and unto Japhia, the king of Lachish, and unto Debri, the king of Eglon, saying, Ah, you see what the enemy does when he can't get to you? He go get help. Some way, somehow or another, he's got to pull you down. So if he can't do it, he get help. That's why you ever notice that when it rains, it pours, and everything just starts hitting you all at one time? It's like everybody beating up on you because you have to keep walking because the enemy knows you're a tough guy. He knows that you're walking in the power of God. He knows that you're strong. He knows that you know Joshua. He knows that you're a part of Joshua. He knows like Joshua, you're, a de- you're getting deliverance. He knows like Joshua, you're a warrior. He knows like Joshua, you didn't just come into this, you learned to walk in this. And he knows that the moment you come, he's got to worry. Mm. Come up unto me and help me that we may spite Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua. 
and with the children of Israel. See, I want you to know something. Whenever you make your peace with God, whenever you come into the family of God, most people think that that's when everything gets better. Quite to the contrary, that's when hell breaks loose. That's why Jesus had to tell us, upon this rock, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I don't care, come what may, come what will, you stand and be a child of God. <clears throat> I don't care how hard it gets, I don't care how tough it gets, remain a child of God. You are a part of the Joshua generation. You cannot be defeated. You will possess the land. You will cross Jordan. You will see Jericho's walls fall because it looks impossible. But to God, nothing is impossible. To my God, nothing shall be impossible. To man, this is impossible. But to God, this is very possible. Oh, look around, tell your neighbor, possibility. possibility. <laughs> Say, I like possibility. Ah, man, possibility. I like that. Because with God, there's always possibility. He can always move and bring you out. Amen? Amen. Somebody say, praise him. Praise him. Therefore, the five kings of the Amorites, see them ites? See them ites? The king of Jerusalem. Now look, they even got the king of Jerusalem that's the Lord's city. The ites had the Lord's city. And Joshua, who's now at peace with Gibeon, is coming to fight against one of the kings that has the holy city. Good God, somebody don't understand it. See, the enemy always tries to put something in your way that's going to stop your spirit man from praying or going to stop your spirit man from going forward. Because this is a spiritual fight. For the, that's why the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hmm. Therefore, the five kings of the Amorites and the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron and the king of Jamar, the Jamath, excuse me, the king of Lachish and the king of Eglon gathered together themselves and went up, they and all their hosts, and encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. See, that's what the enemy's doing. It's making war against you because you made peace with Jesus. But somebody didn't get it. Somebody... Somebody didn't hear it. Somebody didn't hear it. See, that's why things in your life has been going haywire. Right? Okay? Because you made peace with Jesus. So now the enemy's mad that he lost his ex. And he wants you back. But because you made peace with Joshua, Jesus, he's got to come against you with everything he's got. He's got to fight you. 
and try to stop you from going forward. That's why it looks bad. That's why it looks hard, but it's not what it looks like. It's all to get you through it so you can get to where God has you going. That's why you got to hold on. Don't let nothing discourage you. Don't let nothing stop you. Say it with me, I got to keep moving. Say it with me, I got to keep walking. Say it, I got to keep thinking in the Spirit. I got to keep speaking in the Spirit. I got to keep walking in the Spirit. I got to pray in the Spirit. I got to sing in the Spirit. I got to talk in the Spirit. Mm. And the men of Gibeon, see, I like this. Because the men of Gibeon did not try to fight it by themselves. They knew they were well outnumbered. They knew that since this king had got four other kings to come with him, they were done. Even though they had mighty men, they needed help. God gave you a helper. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. The comforter is your helper. The helper has come to be with you. He is there for you so that when war arises, so that when, when your, your peace is threatened, when your joy is under attack, God said your helper is with you. Call on your helper. And they sent for Jesus. They sent unto Jesus. We need help. It's too big for us. It's too much for us. We can't handle it. We need help. And they sent unto Joshua to the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants, and come up quickly and save us and help us. Save us. Help us. We need you. Come now. Come, Holy Spirit, right now into this situation. This we cannot handle. It's too great for us, but it's just right for you. It's another chance for you to prove and show us your power. Come now. Slack not. Please, we need you now. I feel a spirit of giving up. I feel a spirit of going back. The devil is a liar. Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, lift me up. Holy Ghost, help me. <sighs> mm. Mm. Come quickly, and he save us and help us. For the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Jesus, fear them not, for I have delivered them into thy hands. In other words, I already see it. And because I see it, I need you to believe it. Now go get it. You get it? I see it. I need you to believe it. Now go get it. 
It's yours, Joshua. All you got to do is go. Because I've already, oh, I've already decreed in the air. I've already declared your victory. Walk in the city. Walk up to this company and let them know that the Lord is your God. And God is here to deliver you now. But you've got to let the air know that Jesus is my captain. Jesus is my helper. He is my keeper. He is my provider. And all you got to do is believe him and say it in the air. Say it loud. Because you're not dealing with the people. What you're dealing with is the spirits who's trying to keep you down and bound and trying to drown you. So you got to say it in the air. I declare right now that I am victorious. I am more than a conqueror and my champion will fight for me and I will not fear what man can do unto me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Woo. Ha. And the Lord said to Joshua, fear not, for I have delivered them. And Joshua, ninth verse, therefore came unto them suddenly. See, that's the way I like it. That's the way Jesus show up. When you're in trouble and it seems like you can't get out of it, seem like nothing you do works, and then all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. And when he shows up, he let the enemy know that now I'm giving my child, I'm giving the Joshua generation victory because the Joshua generation belongs to me. So take your hand off them. So now, I'm going to give them victory. Oh, somebody said, praise him. Praise him. And Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up unto Beth Haran and smote them unto Azekah and unto Makeda, and it came to pass as they fled before Israel and were in the going down of Bethharon that the Lord cast down great hailstones from heaven upon them unto Azekah, and they died. You fighting, you battling? And the battle is not yours. The battle is God's because it belongs to him. All he needs you to do is have confidence and believe him, and he's going to take the battle over and give you victory in the battle. Look around, tell your neighbor, this is not your battle. Look around, tell the enemy, God. Look up and tell the enemy, God is with me. Look up and say again, God is with me. And listen, they were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. I'm almost finished. The next part of it shows 
the Joshua that he came to become. He grew into this man who believed God and who knew that all he had to do was ask. The same thing he said that, same thing that his Lord in the New Testament would come and say, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall what? Find. Knock and the door shall what? Be open unto you. And listen, God slew them with the hailstones. God fought for them from heaven. I like that. From heaven, God defeated the enemy. Listen. Listen very carefully. Then spake Joshua to the Lord. What is this? He was speaking to God. That's the problem. Are you talking to the Lord? See, most of the stuff that you're, that's hindering and bothering you is because you haven't opened your mouth to speak to God. You're trying to do it on your own, in your own strength, and you're failing, and you won't recognize that you are failing. They spake, and then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. Pay attention. And he said in the sight of Israel, listen, son, stand thou still. No, 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 no. Pay attention. Pay attention. Son, stand thou still. He spoke in the air and said, son, stand still. Now, here's the voice of a man speaking in the air, in the atmosphere to the sun and letting the sun know, don't you move. Stand still. Because I'm doing the work of the Lord. I need you right where you are. Stand. Now, if you've never seen dominion given back to man, you better look at this right now because God is showing us truly, I have given you dominion and by faith in me, when you speak in the atmosphere, I shake up the natural order of things. I move obstacles and stumbling blocks in your way. And whatever you say out your mouth, if you can see it, if you can see it, if you believe it, guess what? I can do it. But you got to speak in the atmosphere. Oh, some of y'all need to say right now, I speak healing on my marriage in the name of Jesus. Me and my husband will not fight no more. We will not struggle and battle no more. Now, no more battles and struggles. Now, we're going to love one another and get along. I'm not going to worry about my children anymore. I'm speaking in the atmosphere that they will be followers of Jesus Christ. And I speak it now. I speak it loud and I speak it clear. 
I speak on my job. You will not hinder me. You will not get on my nerve. In the name of Jesus, I'm moving demonic forces. I'm moving evil spirits out there. Clear the way. Clear out. Get out the way. Make room for the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord God strong and mighty. He is the king of glory. And when you start speaking in the air like that, see, when you get that paycheck and that paycheck don't look right, start speaking in the air. My debt shall be paid in the name of Jesus. My bills will be paid in the name of, I don't care how much they go up on the toes, it will not hurt me, but I will triumph. Oh, y'all don't get this. You don't get this. You don't understand this. I don't care how many people you don't see in this church. I'm speaking in the atmosphere. We will get our building. People will be delivered. The blind will receive their sight. The dumb will hear. The, the one that's tongue is high will talk. The lame will walk. The spiritual bow will be set free. In the Joshua generation, there's salvation, there's redemption, there's deliverance, and I speak it in the atmosphere. I let the devil know it's my time, and my God, and right now it's happening. Thank you, Lord. Right now, I speak to my body. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I speak to my family. Get saved in Jesus' name. Know the Lord and serve him with all your heart. I believe that when the worship leaders come in here and they start speaking worship in the atmosphere, the sound will reverberate and nobody will hear it, but everybody will jump up and worship God. Everybody will jump up and give God praise. But this is the level we've got to get to, that when we speak in the atmosphere and believe with our heart that God comes in and moves mightily. We got to speak it right now. We got to speak it now. We will not be in debt in the name of Jesus. We will prosper in the name of Jesus. I'm walking in my victory. As God told Joshua, fear them not. Keep moving. Keep walking. I don't care how many of them you'll see. You're going to defeat them. Don't fear them. God spoke, and he put faith in Joshua. Now Joshua speaks, and he speaks in the atmosphere and tells the sun in the second heaven, don't move, stay there. And God honors him. And he didn't get enough because he knew who he served was mighty. He said, moon, stand still. In other words, don't go down, don't go up. 
stay where you're at because I got a battle. And I need the daylight to win this battle. Jesus is my light. And as long as he's given me light, the battle will be won because I'm not in darkness. I'm in light. And Joshua is with me. The battle is mine. I will win this. Stand with me. Come on, stand with me. Stand with me. And listen, if you didn't believe that this can be done, Jesus in the book of Mark spoke in the air and stopped the wind. Spoke in the air and stopped the raging of the sea and then looked at the faithless disciples and said, how is it that you have no faith? Which tells me that the disciples could have did the same thing. Somebody's not getting it. The disciples could have did the same thing he did which is why he rebuked them. Because I've given you, God is saying to you right now, I've given you the authority. I've given you the power. I've given you everything you need. And I say to you like I say unto Moses, why cry unto me? Stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth the rod I gave you and open the sea. Right now, you can win this battle. Amen. I want every head anointed this morning. I want every head anointed this morning. Because I believe that a lot of people in here are not speaking to their atmosphere. They're not seeing change because they're not taking authority over the atmosphere. You're saying, well, pastor, on my job, they just joke and they just cuss and they just do all kind of foul things. Take authority over that atmosphere. Decre decree that this is your atmosphere and then declare a free spirit and a spirit of purity in the place and watch demons stop. Mm. Bless God. Bless God. Pastor, I need a job. Pastor, I need more money. Speak in your atmosphere. Speak in your atmosphere. Fear not. Fear not. For the Lord is with you. 
And as Jesus said, where is your faith? I've given you power and authority to speak and to watch the impossible come to pass. Raise your hands with me, saints. As the Lord led us in tabernacle this morning, I'm going to do it with you right now because he's leading me to do that now. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I need you to see this. Right now where you are, your greatest sense that you have has been shut down. So now you can stop paying attention to what's going on around you. And now you can focus on God where you are. Because you have taken away your greatest ability to know. Now that you have done that, I want you to look on your life in the area where you need help. And I want you to see it being done now. See it being done now by faith. See it now. Whether it's coming out of debt. Whether it's coming out of misery and pain. Whether it's healing to your body. See it now. Because you got to see it before you see it. Or as the preacher said, you will never see it. See it now. See it now. As we said last week, what do you see? See it now. See deliverance now. See help coming to you in your situation right now. See it now. See your, see your job. See more money coming to you now than ever before. See you being prosperous and successful now. If you can see that, then God can do it. If you can see peace in your family, peace with your husband or with your wife, peace with your children, then God said, if you believe it, I can do it because you see it. It can be done unto you right now. Right now, right now. Right now, see it. See it. And in your spirit, begin to thank God for doing it now. Begin to thank him in your spirit for doing it. Give him praise in your spirit because he's doing it now. He's doing it now. He's doing it right now. He's giving you everything that you asked according to his will. As you see it and believe it, receive it, it shall be done right now. Sun, stand still. Moon, move thou not. Speak it in the atmosphere and see it right now. See it right now. Now that if you have seen it, clap your hands for the Lord because you know it's been done. Clap your hands for the Lord because you know it's been done. Come on, come on, come on. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God glory. Give God honor. For the Lord has answered your prayer. Everything you've been looking for, God said, I've already done it. It's already done. According to your faith, be it done unto you. Hallelujah. 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 Right now. You have been listening to Pastor Troy V. Ingram of Mount Olive House of Prayer. We are located at 141 Bower Street in Jersey City, New Jersey. You can find out more information about Mount Olive at our website, www.mountolivehop.org.
That's mtolivehop.org. Thank you for listening, and may God truly bless you.